strap on the boots and scrape up the knuckles. Oh, what a hit! He got jacked. This is the Big Red Raid. Presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Murray's going to score. Touchdown. Slammed to the ground by Buda Baker. Like a torpedo, he came flying into the backfield. <laughs> the Rage is brought to you by Santan Ford in Gilbert. Are you Santan Ford? State Farm. Talk to an agent today at 800-STATE-FARM. And by Arizona Cardinals Podcasts. Visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts. Temperature rising, vision blurring, rage taking over. Here's Paul Calvisi. Get the popcorn ready. It's going to be a show. And Ron Wolfley. It doesn't get any better than that. Unleash the fury! Long time, sir. And notice that I don't go with media member because then I want to get into the whole argument on whether you are a member of the media or not. A media figure, Ron Wolfley, you need three things. I said three things in your arsenal these days, your repertoire, to be part of the media 2021. Are you ready? And what is that, Paulie? A mock draft. Do you have a mock draft, Wolf? You ain't jack without a mock. You've yet to really, from what I've seen, publish an annual mock draft. Paul, I'll never have a mock draft, as you all know, but I will mock some drafts. A pod. Do you have a podcast? I have no pod. Okay. (laughs) I I have no podcast. You need a pod where you are the expert, the unquestioned expert. No one shall question you, the football expert, on your own pod. That's hence I'm Paulie Podcast over here. So there's number number three would be fantasy football. I mean, yeah, Paul. No, said hundreds of millions play fantasy football, sure. and so okay. You know, I know you probably still outsource your fantasy football team. Um, uh, Paulie, bring- can I just say right now, I still it is the bane of the National Football League the fact that fantasy football influences a lot of the decisions I think that come out of the commissioner's office. Mm, interesting. Well, that's a whole nother show. Well, um, it is, Paul. Yes, it is. I'll get uh, my podcast. I, I will. You can cover that. That's right. On your podcast, or you can assemble your mock draft accordingly. Uh, I bring all these up because all three have one thing in common. What's that, Bully? All revolve around being an NFL decision maker, a personnel decision maker to some degree. And with that in mind, guess what? Forget about the two of us. We're bringing on the director of player personnel. Drew Grigson will be our guest tonight as the Cardinals are coming off rookie minicamp and obviously the NFL draft. And here we go with the offseason workouts and straight ahead T-minus less than a month until the mandatory minicamp. It is like so on right here in late May. So, Paulie, refresh my memory here. Didn't we actually have Drew Grigson on a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago, right? Didn't we have him on and didn't he just destroy it? And I mean that in a very good way. Yes. So um, here's the game plan, Wolf. Uh, Less of us, more of Drew. Okay. I see. Make way for him to uh, give more insight because you're right. Uh, When he was talking, he was excellent. So let's make sure. He has a podcast. Is that what you're saying? He does. He should. I I don't know. He's got got too many uh, scatter reports to file. But uh, yeah, he he should put it that way. And do we not have questions around here? Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, look at last year's first-round pick. Look at this year's first-round pick, and you don't have to look very far to see where they're going to be playing. In fact, Cliff Kingsbury was asked about Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins. Two really fast trees, which is good, but when they line up, they'll win the uh, prettiest linebacker duo award 
when they line up side by side. I mean, that, those are two big, long, um, athletic cats. And, and so we know there's going to be growing pains, obviously, two guys who, who are getting you know, indoctrinated to the league. Isaiah played some last year, but um, as far as a full-time starter goes, this would be kind of his first run at it. But um, they're athletic enough to make up for some of the, uh, you know, experience they don't have. And, and we're excited to grow with them and, um, you know, see what they can become together. Paulie, certainly not the terminology I would use, okay? Certainly not that, Paulie. But I can tell you right now, Cliff Kingsbury's got to have some Texas in him. Just got to have a little bit of Texas. The only coaches I've ever heard use pretty to describe a football player, they come from Texas, Paul, they come from Oklahoma, and they come from Missouri. Those three states right there, man, they love using it. I, I know a coach, Paul, one of the most grizzled coaches on the face of the planet, a guy that I love and respect, a guy that was a very hard coach. All, all he did was talk about how pretty football players looked in uniforms, right? But he always asked the question, now can you play? And that is what matters, is it not? Well, this time of year, I don't necessarily mind it. I'm guessing if you want to be a mean, rough and tough middle linebacker, you probably don't want that as your moniker going forward. But when they're only in shorts and there's no physicality to speak of, you know, there can be worse things to be called than, okay, because that's all you're looking at. You're looking at how do these guys appear to the eye? You can't truly tell if they have game or not. In fact, Zayvon Collins was asked about his game and what part of his game he wants to elevate. You got to elevate all your game coming in as a rookie to play in, at this level. You know, no matter where you're at, uh, you got to elevate every single part of your game because those guys who have been here for four or five years, they know way more than you and they're way better than you. Uh, they have efficient movement. Um, they have an efficient minds. You can see it whenever you watch them, um, especially on Sundays compared to, you know, what we're doing here uh, right now. And we just try, as a team, just got to build to get to that. Man, I love the fact, Paulie, that he was talking about efficient minds. Did you hear him right there, Paul? I mean, honestly. That is that is so uh, next level. That's so 2.0 for a rookie right there. I love the fact that it's not just about the physicality of it all. We all know the game of football is an in-your-face physical confrontation. There's no doubt about that. And so much of the time when you get a young guy like Zayvon Collins, Paulie, he'll focus on the physical. What I love is... Is just listening to him on that cut right there. He's talking about the mental and the mind as well. That's huge. Well, it wasn't too long ago. Larry Foote went from Arizona Cardinals starting middle linebacker to the linebacker's coach the very next year. And let's be honest, his last two years in the league, how did he get by? How did he make plays at an advanced age with high mileage on that body? With what he had between the years, right, Wolf? Well, that was just a 401k, Paul. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, he was a step ahead mentally that's what allowed footy to stay no doubt about it Paulie. on the field it's the experience of it all it really is it's not just about knowing what to do it's not just the mentality of it all that matters Paulie. it's the experience it's going out there and actually seeing yourself do it successfully it's the reason why these these mini camps the rookie mini camp that has been going on of course the the otas paul it's so important that you get it down mentally because Before you can actually do, you have to know what to do. And that's going to take a lot of experience. There's going to be some good, and there's going to be some bad. And that will extend into the season. Mark my words. He's not going to get it all right all the time. But let's hope he gets it right a vast majority of those times. Look, I've said this on Cardinals Underground, the podcast, that 
I've talked to a number of people who do not expect Jordan Hicks to be on this roster when training camp starts. Yes. The job appears to be Zayvon Collins from the get-go. And last week here on the Big Red Rage, we asked Buda Baker about what the rookie should expect. The biggest challenge he'll probably get is the speed of the game, kind yeah. of. You know, guy, he's, like you guys, you've seen, he's huge, uh, very fast. He thinks of himself as a Brian Erlacher, so it looks like a guy who can shoot the gap and, uh, you know, play man, play zone, do the things that we want him to do on uh, defense. So I definitely think he's going to be well in this league. I mean, if Erlacher is truly the comp, then okay. Mm-hmm. I get it. Let him make mistakes and use his athleticism to compensate. Uh, Jordan Hicks is limited. He has that ceiling that no matter how much he knows, he's always going to be limited physically with his athleticism. There's just, even though he knows to cover the running back out of the backfield, can he do it? So there is that upside, obviously, in a guy like Zayvon Collins, who has all the measurables, all the athleticism. But then again, there he is, to your point, Wolf, and he's thinking, and maybe he's swimming mentally. Mm-hmm. And thank goodness for three preseason games this year. I can't say believe I'm saying thank goodness for preseason games. It's going to be invaluable, even though teams are running <laughs> vanilla schemes. I get it. But as soon as week one starts against the Tennessee Titans, he's lined up and he's calling that defense, and then he realizes, wait a minute, what is Tennessee doing lining up a defensive end at tailback? Because that guy's 6'3", 250, and here he comes downhill. Yeah, here's the great thing about that, Paulie. I think that the Tennessee Titans and the Minnesota Vikings are going to see a lot of eight-man fronts. I think they're going to see a, a lot of Buda Baker down in the box. That's the good news, Paulie. Jalen Thompson may be playing the center of the field, and Buda Baker down as a box. We all know how good he is around the line of scrimmage. We all know how Vance Joseph likes to blitz him as well. I think Buda Baker will be that box safety down there, and Buda is so smart. You know that, Paul. He's so good. He's like having another coach. He's the guy who gets everybody in the secondary lined up. Buda will be able to help, I think, Zayvon Collins by being down in that box, help him with a lot of checks. I would imagine Vance Joseph might even lean on Buda a little bit in regard to making sure the rookie's getting it right you know maybe the most telling thing worthwhile comment of all a rookie minicamp is when Zayvon Collins paused when he was asked about preparing and actually able to be on a field as opposed to doing it virtually and he shook his head and he said I don't see how you could do this virtually so that gave me a (laughs) that gave me a lot of encouragement when it comes to Isaiah Simmons you maybe begin to understand why he was behind the eight ball Correct. Oh, Paul. And then, yes. so you go, okay, hopefully that learning curve was that much more difficult for a first rounder who never got on the field in the preseason. There were zero preseason games. He was thrust into it from week one against the Niners. And we know Kyle Shanahan was smart enough to exploit that with Raheem Mostert on the first touchdown. We get it with a back out of the backfield. We get all that. But hopefully, hopefully this early season, this offseason work is going to be invaluable because just the look on Zayman Collins' face when he was asked that question makes you realize the degree of difficulty those rookies are facing. In the year 2021 of our Lord, Paul, going forward to the National Football League, I can tell you right now that having your Navarro Bowman and Patrick Willis, if in fact that's what Zayman Collins and Isaiah Simmons turn out to be, that is going to be huge for the next decade. Hey, single game tickets on sale now. Go to azcardinals.com slash game ticks. That's azcardinals.com slash game T-I-X. As advertised, the director of player personnel, Drew Grigson, is up next. We'll go through the rookie draft class. Exactly what else is in store this offseason? It is the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford in Gilbert.
With the 16th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Zavin Collins, linebacker, Tulsa. I got it right here on my phone. I told Billy and Vance, I said, starter day one. Right here back, starter day one. You got it, big, fast, and smart. Put that on camera, guys. It's been a great day so far. It's going to be hard, hard pressed to get any better. Zayman has got a rare size, speed, athleticism combination, and it actually is a little bit of a throwback. Hey, bro, just tear it up for your corner. Time to go to work. Little things, man. Day one, the little things. Set. Hey, come on, let's go. Aggressive, aggressive. There you go. Good. One, two, three, get out. Hopefully I can go out there and just show them I'm exactly who everyone says I am. Season 4, Episode 2 of Cardinals Flight Plan coming our way this coming Monday, May 24, 7 p.m. on the Cardinals YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash Cardinals. And we heard it right there. The GM Steve Kime, the inside, the all-access from the Cardinals War Room first round draft night. And the quote, starter day one, put that on camera. <laughs> oh, boy. Here Love we go. It. Here we go. How about Episode 2? Of Drew Grigson, the director of player personnel, right now and the Big Red Rage. Uh, instead of it's all about you, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert, it's all about Drew. Mr. Grigson, how are we doing tonight? Guys, how are you doing tonight? We're doing good, man. How's the body fat right now, Debo? <laughs> It's good, man. It's it's really good. good. <laughs> well, if we don't need a lame joke about when he gets around to the big weight in the offseason, you're going to jump in, okay? None of that. Uh, there's going to be no Tim Tebow questions, Wolf, uh, no Larry Fitzgerald questions. We're just getting right into it. I mean, Drew, if there's one thing I know, Paulie Pencilneck, it's standing next to NFL players. I've been doing it for two decades on the Cardinals sideline, okay? And when I stood next to Zayvon Collins at Cardinals rookie minicamp, I'm like, this guy's the middle linebacker, 6'5", 260? I, I pick it up from there. What did you see over the three days? Yeah, that, that's, that's kind of the feeling I had when I put on the tape because when I first watched him, you see, uh, you know, you see, you see a big man. He's athletic. He's running. You know he plays fast. Could ju- you could tell right away he's about a 4'6 guy. But then you keep going back and forth and looking at the – this can't be right. It's 6'5", 260 because you, don't, you just don't see Mike's – or second-level players – that size, and especially with that skill set. So, you know, and, and then, again, you see how big he, how, how broad his shoulders are, how thick he is through his lower, uh, how just well put together he is. And then the athlete, he's, 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 he's a special player, and he's going to be a special player uh, for, for our organization going forward. Drew, other than the quarterback, when you're in shorts and helmets, is it easier to evaluate players the further away you get from the ball? Uh, you know, I, I would say that, uh, that's a that's a good question. I, I you know for for Zavin, he, he's right over it. Uh, you know he's playing Mike. He's playing right in the middle, and he's got such range. He's he's a sideline to sideline player. Um, but you know it, it's it's equal across the board with uh, with you know evaluating player evaluating players whether it's over the ball or off the ball, um, outside or inside. And he's got everyone kind of gets the same same scrutiny. Mm-hmm. So when you hear Steve Kine, the GM, declare on camera and say, put it on camera, starter day one, Cliff Kingsbury has reiterated that, what's the risk-reward of a rookie at that position from day one, considering that guy in a lot of ways is the quarterback of the defense? Well, that, that, that is the, the first concern, uh, but that concern is, is, was quickly taken away when you start interviewing the kid and you hear about his background, you start talking to coaching staff there. So, you know, if we're going to give the kid the green dot, you know, he's calling the defense for us, he's, 
he's uh, you know set in the front. He's making adjustments, and that's one of the first things you noticed out of rookie minicamp with him was how comfortable he was doing that, how quick he was to make adjustments, and how, how great of a communicator he was, which is exactly what you want to see. Like you said, just on the flip side, with the quarterback that you want to see, and that's that's what we saw with Zayvon. Um, you know, his, his, these first few practices that he that he's had with us, um, and you know, he, there's not much you can see right now in these practices other than that, and that gives you a lot of confidence going forward with handing the kid, you know, handing him the keys to the car. Drew, do you think that Buda Baker um, would be able to help him out a little bit in certain situations, just knowing how yeah. around the box Buda's going to be? A- absolutely, but you hope he doesn't have to, right? But, you know, right. With, with, with Buddha's eyes and his instincts, his awareness, and his ability to know where everyone needs to be, he he he'll, he will help out. But I expect Zayvon, I expect Zayvon to know where Buddha's supposed to be, where uh, JJ's supposed to be, where Chandler's supposed to be. That's you know that's his job. Again, that's why we drafted him, and that's again the confidence that we have in him and, and what we expect of him going forward. Director of Player Personnel Drew Grigson on the Big Red Rage, presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert on draft night. Michael Bidwell told us from inside the war room there was. A little bit of anxiety over whether Zayvon Collins would make it past pick 15, and later the Patriots shared that if it wasn't for the quarterback, Mac Jones, Zayvon Collins would have been their guy. So take us into the draft night, because we haven't talked to you about that yet, and you know how much consternation was there as it was unfolding? Well, you know, when, when we interviewed Zayvon uh, over Zoom, and, and he hung up, he, you know, he pressed the, the leave button, we all looked at each other in the room like, oh boy! Like it's almost like we knew that 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 was a guy that this is going to be a consideration at sixteen. And then it evolved, and it became what it was. And and that's always in the back of your mind as, as the as the guys are falling. And we start to look at is is even going to get past this team, or is he going to get past this team? And then sure enough, he fell right to us, and and we're, we were able to pick him. Uh, and again, we feel great about him at sixteen. But I think we got a steal at sixteen. So has there been another rookie, when you think of the rookies and rookie minicamp, has there been a rookie that has actually stood out? I, he's the first one that I would, just going back to everything I said, with, I, when, with his command uh, of the huddle, with his command of the defense, his ability to make adjustments, even before he gets them from Vance. I mean, he is, he's knocking stuff out. Um, you know, Vance telling me that if he makes a mistake, that's it. It doesn't happen again. Um, you know, his, his ability to, uh, to, to communicate with the rest of the defense move people around and be confident doing it. Now, I know it's still rookies, but it's going to be different, again, when it's, he's looking at J.J. Watt and, and Chandler Jones, Buda Baker. But, again, I think it, with his maturity and the respect that he's going to get from those guys, it's going to be an easy transition. Boy, Drew, just listening to you right there, that really bodes well that this oh, kid is doing as well as he is in rookie mini camps. Absolutely. And, again, they're still not getting a ton at him. But what, just watching him out there, I, again, I, was, I, I, I left the first couple of practices saying, well, okay, that, all right, this, is, this, is, this, looks, this looks pretty good right now. So we're wow. excited about him. Wow. As, as, uh, you know, and, and having him um, inside calling the defense uh, with Isaiah next to him, and, and you, know, you heard Steve mention that those, those, are, those are two gigantic freaks in the middle of the field. And yes. it, 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 <laughs> with two incredible skill sets for, for a Mike and Mo for us, so. Again, I mean, you get a quarterback coming out of the line of scrimmage. There's a lot to consider when you see 99 and 55 and the two inside linebackers, and there's Buda Baker. So, yeah, there, there's a lot that Vance has to work with there. How about on offense and the round two receiver, Rondell Moore? You talk about first impressions. I'm like, man, every day is leg day for this guy. Oh, my goodness, Rondell Moore, he looks like a specimen. Yeah, you know, and you, you look at the height on paper, and it says 5'7". I, I was in the – Dining hall with him the other day, and and he he might be five seven, but you, you saw it, Paulie. I mean, he is 
he is put together, and he is slapped together, and he's not a frail, meek individual. He is a, a solid 185 pounds, and he's a kid that I've been following at Purdue since day one when he stepped on the field against Northwestern in, in 2018. So my, my brother was a captain at Purdue uh, in 94, so it's a program that I always follow. And, and, and just going back to that, that year in 18 that he had, it was special. Uh, you know, college accolades, you know, All-American teams and trophies, that doesn't necessarily translate to, to pro production. But one interesting fact about the kid is, I mean, he was, he was only the third player in NCAA history to be a true freshman consensus All-American. The only other guys to do that were Adrian Peterson and Herschel Walker. If that tells you anything about that tells you special, that's crazy. So um, that just, again, and then he, you know, he had some injuries going into, the, uh, into 19 and then the COVID year, and that threw a, a curveball to everyone. But uh, we know what the kid can do. He's going to make us dynamic inside. He's arguably the best run after catch guy in this draft. Drew, you, uh, he was my. I'm sorry. Right? Go ahead. Finish your thought. Yeah, yeah. Just it, 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 when he when he when he hits it straight line, it's unbelievable. But this kid's ability to to move laterally, and I mean, he this kid teleports. He, he doesn't just change direction. <laughs> it's, it's it's unbelievable to to, to watch. Um, and he's he's a, you know he's a, he's a video game in real life. I heard, I heard one of the defensive coaches say it the other day. Uh, you know, this kid is, uh, this kid looks quick in slow motion. So um, I just, you know, when that, I just, I'm excited to see him for 17 games for us. Well, first of all, Drew, you know that Paulie's still looking up to Rondell Moore. You, you do realize that. that's, that's <laughs> hey, number one. Hey, there's an analytic that he made more guys miss in space than any player in the last 20 years. Somebody <laughs> crunched that stat. I don't know where it is, but to, to Drew's point about his ability in space and making guys miss. Anyway, go ahead, Wolf. No, 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 Paul. That was an excellent anecdote right there. Of the other rookies we haven't talked about, is there one that you went, mm, mm-hmm, boy, I like that? Well, you know, when we talked last time pre-draft, I told you about the, the, the kind of guys that we were adding in terms of personality and, and leadership, um, and we continue that through the draft. I'm not, just, you know, I'm not just saying that. Steve's not just saying that. It's real. And those are the guys that when we set our 120, those guys are going to take precedence, and then they fall to us. We're going to take them, so... Uh, Victor DiMicheggi was another guy that um, adding a, a big, thick, strong outside linebacker. I was excited about. Um, you know, he was a uh, he started every single game he played in college. I think it was forty six, forty seven straight games. Wow. Um, you know, Charlie Bolin and I, Quentin Harris and I, we, we went to the pro day. The coaches start talking about this guy, and you know, they just light up. The kid's all business. They say he's the alpha of the group. Uh, they actually use the word scary to describe him. So um, you know, no one messes with the guy. So you get that alpha personality with a Duke degree. It's kind of rare, you know. So um, he, he's, he's going to be a hard-charging ball of muscle for us. He just plays with a relentless motor. Reminded me of Marcus Golden when I watched him. So I'm, I'm, I'm excited. And he's, got a great, he's got a great last name when you think about it, Demu Keiji. It just It's oh, going to sound really absolutely. good and look good on the back of a jersey. I mean, it's t- tough, tough to figure out. You know, when you're first looking at him, you just call him Vic, and then after you hit, hear you, okay. I mean, here was one factoid: they said he bench pressed 225 32 times as a 17 year old in high school. So when you call him a ball of muscle and an alpha, uh, yeah, I guess he probably started getting that reputation in the weight room. What about the two corners, though? I, I definitely had an eye when I was out there last Friday on Marco Wilson, Tay Gowan. You know, if nothing else, just based on the need, what do you think? Can you tell anything about how ready they might be? Well, with Marco, you know you're getting a guy that's got height, weight, speed. He, he ran well. 
uh, I don't know if you guys saw the picture of, of him out jumping the Vertec where he jumped 43 inches or something like that. So yeah. we know he we know he could run and jump, but he's also a you know a, a, a 30 plus game starter in the SEC. He's seen every top receiver. He's seen first round draft picks week in and week out. Uh, he comes from a football family. Uh, you know, his dad played at Miami. His brother obviously played um, at Florida a few years before him. Uh, he's a hard worker. He's, he's going to be a tough outside corner. He could play press man. So he's a, he's a guy that fits us, and he fits us personality-wise. He's going to contribute. Drew, personally, what is your favorite position to evaluate? I'm probably linebacker, just having played it. Um, I just uh, And that's why Zabin was such a fun one for me to watch, again, because I kept going back and forth like, I just I've never seen anything like this um, again at at Mike, um, but I you know I'm sure just as you would Wolf you like to look at the, at the fullbacks and <laughs> and uh, see how when they, you can find them your game and, and you're critical of them all you know he didn't see this he didn't see this 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 pulling guard here and his eyes were taking him the wrong way here and so forth and so on so I always I always enjoy looking at the linebackers. You know, from the outside looking in, I think a lot of people, and we're on board with Drew Grigson, director of player personnel, said the only box left unchecked right now is tight end. Did you see anything from the undrafted guys, from perhaps the guy the Wolves already named Psycho, Bernhard Psychovitz? Uh, do you think that's possibly on the radar as a time time sign? Maybe all the above. Tell us about tight end right now on this roster. Well, you know, it's it's something that we still need to improve. There's no doubt about it. Um, you know, we know what uh, what we have with Max Williams. We have a, a solid vet. He's going to be very good in the run game. He's he's going to do his thing in the passing game. Um, but after that, it's you know it's we, we, Darrell Daniels. Is, we know him well, and we know what we're going to get with him. But then it's young and inexperienced, um, and uh, you know that just goes to show you that we're always going to take the best available in the draft. Because if if a tight end's not there, we're not going to reach. And there wasn't one available, and it's a tough position in the draft because it's supply and demand. There's so few. Some are good blockers, and then they're you know they're poor in the passing game, and then vice versa. Very rarely are they are they uh, big, strong, tough, and they they're good in both phases. And if they are, they go in the first or second round. Um, so there, there, we didn't have the opportunity to, to draft one. We signed two, obviously, in free agency with uh, Kerry Angeline, uh, who is a USC transfer, went to North Carolina State. Uh, you know, very uh, tall, long, uh, very good in the passing game, athletic. Um, and then Bruno Labelle, who's almost his exact opposite. He's a big body, a six four, two hundred fifty pound kid who's really, really good in the running game. Um, and then they're they're going to kind of feed off of each other. So, um, and then uh, with even with uh, uh, Bernhard uh, Sikovic, mm-hmm. I've been impressed with him already. Just with him picking up what we've thrown at him so far, he hasn't been swimming in it. I thought that's where he would be at this point. And you know, with that allocation, we may have gotten lucky with that one. Drew, has there ever been a player with the Cardinals you rode off while you watched him in shorts and helmet, and then all of a sudden when he put the pads on, you said, oh my goodness, what? where has this been? Have you ever come across a guy like that? Good, good question. And one of the things I try to ignore across the league uh, is any type of chatter going on right now, or even into... Uh, camp when you know when it's just helmets, Wolf. You know, yeah. you know everyone is separated. Uh, you know, it's the the separation of uh, the men. Yes. <laughs> the, you know when when that shoulder pads and the helmets go on. That's yeah. when we find out. You know, that's the, what separates the men from the boys. So um, I try to avoid getting too excited about anything in training camp. That's why, again, I said you get excited about with Jazavin's communication and and his ability to, to to make adjustments right now and just seeing Rondale move around and snatch a ball out of the air. We don't know anything until those guys pad up. 
um, because it's obviously it's a different game when you know Victor DiMichaeli is coming off the line and he can run through your midline and push into the quarterback as opposed to you know just dancing around in, in shorts and, and jerseys right now. Mm-hmm. So, well, Drew, uh, we appreciate the insight, and uh, I tell you. It fires us up, and uh, you know we don't say it. We didn't say it enough in the past till we lost it. We didn't appreciate it till we didn't have it any longer. But thank goodness for training camp and preseason games because a, a lot of these guys are need the experience, and b we can't wait to see them on the field before September. So uh, we appreciate the time and the insight tonight. Absolutely, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, Drew. Really appreciate it, right there. I wonder how many reps he'd get at two twenty-five, Paul. Like, how many reps do you think Drew would get at two twenty-five? You know, I'm going thirty-three. You know, Wolf. You don't have to ask Hello, these Wolf. questions. You can actually show up in the weight room uh, once in a while and actually view it for yourself. You know, you keep wondering from afar. Well, why don't you show up in the weight room? Drew, thank you, man. We appreciate you. Love you, bro. Talk to you later. All right, guys. Appreciate right. it. Good night. Yeah, you know, Wolf, every day was biceps day when he was a player. Back with more on the Big Red Rage right after this. Pressure and taken down. And it is J.J. Watt. It's picked up in the air. Running the other way with it is J.J. Watt. And he is going to go 80-plus yards for the touchdown. Ball is free. Knocked around. And it's controlled by Watt. Picked up. Running with it to the 40, to the 30, to the 20. He's gone. Touchdown. What can he do? Bortles with time. Pops. Here comes Watt. And he breaks down. Bortles in the end zone. J.J. Watt with the sack. Look out from behind. Here comes Watt. And second time he has gotten to the quarterback. Stafford back to pass. Looks. Looks out left side. Intercepted by J.J. Watt, and he's going to take it in for a touchdown. Conversation with Zach Allen, Cardinals' third-year defensive lineman last month, Ron Wolfley. Here we are on the Big Red Rage. Special thanks to Drew Grigson for joining us, Director of Player Personnel, all brought to you by Santan Ford and Gilbert. And Zach Allen says he still has those moments when he gets text messages from J.J. Watt where he looks at his phone and he pauses. <laughs> and it's sort of surreal because he grew up and he attended Boston College watching all of J.J. Watt's film when he was I a three-time Paulie. NFL Defensive Player of the Year. And now J.J. Watt's texting saying, what's up, bro? How's it going? Paulie, it's like me when I was collecting Walter Payton's cards. Walter Payton, the greatest running back of all time. Walter Payton, is, I was 12 years old when he came into the league. I'm collecting his cards. Suddenly, my locker is next to his. In the Pro Bowl. Are you wow. kidding me? Wow. Blew my mind. Yeah. So there you go. J.J. Wadlow highlight montage courtesy of our Jim Omohundro. And look, we heard Drew Grigson, and he had a lot of great things to say. The things you want to hear, at least when it comes to Zayvon Collins, that guess what? The things that you can see during a rookie minicamp and that matter, he excelled at, like setting the front and making the adjustments and communicating like he should because mm-hmm. they're going to give him the green dot, as as Drew said. He even went on to say they got to steal the Arizona Cardinals at 16. Then he talked about Rondale Moore, and uh, probably the quote of the whole interview was, what was it? He, he doesn't move laterally. He teleports. He teleports, Polly. That was great. A that blink of an eye. So it leads us to the following question. Other than J.J. Watt and Zayvon Collins, who are you most excited to see when training camp gets going two months from now. So, Paulie, are we talking about the free agent newcomers here? Is that what we're talking anybody about? Free, okay, anybody. Okay, anybody. Not named Saban uh, or JJ. Can I, can I say Rodney Hudson? Rodney mm. Hudson, Paulie, right Interesting. here. Interesting. I think Rodney Hudson epi- epitomizes, excuse me, uh, I think everything that this team culturally needs to become. 
Uh, I listen. He's physical, Paul. Rodney Hudson is a physical center. He's smart. He's tough, and he's he's going to bring so much leadership to that locker room right there. This is where the Arizona Cardinals, I think, need to get better culturally. They need to get more physical, smarter tougher with better leadership inside that locker room. I think he embodies, he epitomizes all of what the Cardinals Mm. need to collectively become, Paulie. That's a great pick. I'll go with two other names. I'll go one just because they need it. Robert Alford. I mean, we we had an argument. I I didn't want to go all Skip Bayless with a hot take, but I said the key (laughs) to 2021 is named Robert Alford. If you're telling me he's a legitimate number two corner, if you're telling me he can stay healthy and actually regain the form we saw in 2019 and 2020, and I know everybody now, he hasn't played a fully healthy season since 2017. But if he can somehow, if he can somehow be that guy, think of how far that'll go. And you don't have to rely on the youth and experience, which from all indications, you know, one of your top three corners is going to be mighty inexperienced right now if Robert yeah. Alford doesn't come through. Right, that's a good point, Bully. Um, listen, I would also have to say Kyler Murray. I would also have to say it, and not because he's going into year three. Remember last year, Paulie, everyone was talking about, oh, year two, and, you know, Pat Mahomes won the MVP in year two, and, and Lamar Jackson won the. Remember all that talk, the narrative surrounding Kyler Murray going into year two? I, I don't want to go into the whole, well, Josh Allen made huge strides in year three, right, Paul? I don't want to talk about that. What I, about Baker Mayfield? I he do, made huge strides. I, in- oh, here we go. So you're going to fall into the narrative I don't even want to talk about, Paulie. I started this narrative in January. Go ahead. (laughs) You did start it. And you know what? We're going to finish it right here on Big Red Rage, Paul. Um, Kyler Murray. I just, I, I have this feeling, Paul. It's a weird feeling. It's, it's strange. And I mean this, you know, Paul. I, I don't talk to anybody over there. I haven't talked to anybody. I want my thoughts to be my thoughts. So when I'm wrong, I'm just flat out wrong and I don't offend anybody over there, right? Kyler Murray, I, I just have this feeling this offense is going to morph into something. And what that something is, I don't know, Paul. It's going to have elements of the air raid. It's going to have elements of what Cliff Kingsbury is so pronounced at and what he knows so well. But I think that Cliff is going to incorporate, if I don't, if, if I'm not missing the mark here, I think he's going to incorporate, Paulie, some more traditional elements into the offense and use that brilliant mind that he has to actually freshen up more traditional sets and personnel groups and plays. I think we're going to see something different in 2021, and I want to see Kyler Murray in that different part. All right, so in between Kyler Murray and Zayvon Collins, the first-rounder, Isaiah Simmons. And you could easily name him because we didn't see a whole bunch of him last year. And when we did see him, he did things like lead the team in tackles at Seattle with 10 and have a sack. Okay? Knock out Cam Newton. Yep, and so and the big pick in overtime to seal that win against the Seahawks. But here's what Jim Trotter, longtime NFL insider, uh, had to say on what he told Vance Joseph or what Vance Joseph told him recently about Isaiah Simmons. And in speaking to defensive coordinator Vance Joseph recently, they are expecting a lot more. In fact, Vance told me 
He said, look, he's comfortable at outside linebacker. He's comfortable rushing the passer. We even used him at safety for two games. But the one area we want to work with him on this year is playing inside linebacker behind that line of scrimmage in the run game and in the dime package. They are expecting a huge improvement from Isaiah Simmons this year. Okay, okay. Here we go, Paul. Yes. Yes. What happened to Isaiah Simmons last year? The Cardinals are not going to allow to happen to Zayvon Collins this year. And by that, I mean the worst thing to happen to Isaiah Simmons a year ago was Devondre Campbell, a veteran who was better than the rookie. Yes. So this year, they're making darn sure, are they not, Ron Wolfley? This is just my observation that there's no impediment. There's no obstacle. There's no viable option to beat out Zayvon Collins this year. Right. Because that guy has been granted permission to seek a trade. Yes, absolutely, Paulie. And again, it's these two young guys in the middle of the field right now. It's so critical. If, in fact, you can find, you can identify two human beings that can actually play that Mike and that Mo backer on the weak side, the weak side, inside linebacker, if you can do that, Paul, and you can leave these these two guys on the field for three downs, three down backers, Oh my goodness, Paul, what a huge advantage that is. You heard me talking about Navarro Bowman and Patrick Willis. Uh, Willis. You've heard me talk about that in the past. Luke Keekley, Thomas Davis. It's such a massive advantage when a defense can do that. That's why if these two guys develop, it's going to be the best trend defensively the Cardinals could possibly have, in my opinion, will be Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons and staying on the field for three downs, Paul. And I just don't want to see him I don't want to see him on the edge I don't want to see him out there I don't want to see him in the slot I don't want to see it I want to see him off the ball and that's why I was really glad to hear that gentleman say what he just did off the ball playing the weak side inside linebacker you know what else you want Ron Wolfley is a bonus player that I'm most excited to see in 2021 thanks for asking or less of you AJ Green if you're bullish on AJ Green you say Nobody had fewer on targets, right? Had fewer passes thrown that were catchable last year than A.J. Green. And when they were on target, guess what? He caught them in traffic. Now, if you're critical of A.J. Green a year ago, you say, you know what? The ankle was never right. The foot was never right. He didn't get much separation. However, what's intriguing to me is I was talking to Carlos Dansby recently, Wolf, as I name drop again. Yes. He said he's never practiced with any player who practiced harder than A.J. Green. He said, the dude balls out (laughs) in practice. And he said, once you get him off the turf, Carlos is like the 15th former Bengal to say, once you get him off the turf and you get him (laughs) onto the real grass, look out. For that reason, A.J. Green is definitely on my list. We continue with a big red rage. Close dirty. With the 136th pick in the 2021 NFL Draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Marco Wilson, cornerback, Florida. Smart player, too, and that's what they value. Rondell Moore graduated Purdue in two and a half years, and uh, Zayvon Collins was a high school valedictorian. Marco Wilson, aptitude test, off the charts. Smart player with, the, of course, athletic ability. Yeah, he should be known for more than throwing the shoe against LSU. He's a good player, trained by his father, who was a college defensive back. His brother, Quincy Wilson, also in the NFL. Good bloodlines, good intellect. 
What's that line from the uh, movie? Look, uh, you know, football and crab cakes, that's what Maryland does. Well, guess what? Football and cornerbacks, that's what the Wilsons do. Whether it's dad as a cornerback's coach, whether it's the brother, a round two pick, Quincy Wilson, Marco Wilson, a round four pick of the Arizona Cardinals. It is the final segment here of the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. We are Santan Ford, Paul Calvisi, Ron Wolfley, our special guest earlier, the director of player personnel, Drew Grigson. He was talking about the measurables and how he out-jumped the Vertec, the vertical jump uh, measurement system, and if you believe the next-gen stats, they give him a 99 athleticism score. Marco Wilson, the likes of a Todd McShay, said, you know what, in terms of the talent and the measurables, yeah. he's at worst a day-two pick. So if you're going to take a flyer on a corner in round four, how about a guy with a lot of upside, and that appears to be Marco Wilson? Yeah, I love that, Bully. Did you say he had a 42-inch vertical? Is that what you said, It was Paul? 43.5. Oh, okay, Paul. I had a 32-inch, uh, just for the record right there, Bully. But you know what? It's interesting. When you think of uh, the cornerbacks, of course, some of the young guys that are coming in here, it makes me think of Robert Alford and Malcolm Butler and Byron Murphy, Paulie. It's not just about Marco Wilson, uh, Wilson, I should say, and Tay Gowan, of course. It's not just about these young guys and how they're going to come in and develop. To me, I'm very interested to see how those three corners in particular, how they mesh. Because think about this, Paulie, in the National Football League right now, 11 personnel. In first and 10 situations, guess what is the number one personnel group in the National Football League? 11 personnel, Paul. Mm. That's one back, one tight end, three wide receivers. That is the number one personnel group on first and 10 in the National Football League. What does that mean? Well, you know what? If, in fact, you've got Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons as your every down linebackers, if, in fact, you're going to go with a 4-2 nickel front against that 11 personnel, that means you better have three corners. Three corners that are going to be able to go out there and play in lockdown and man coverage. Robert Alfred, of course, Malcolm Butler, a guy that I absolutely love when you talk about a dog. We all know about his past. We all know about how he likes to walk up and jam receivers as well. Byron Murphy as the slot corner. You've got Buda Baker and Jalen Thompson. I think those will be your safeties in that situation. But that's going to be huge, Paulie. How those three corners play, especially in press man coverage, something Vance Joseph loves to play quarter coverage as well which is a four-deep zone. They love to employ these techniques. It's going to be critical how those three corners in particular play, Paulie. Now that means, hey, who knows? Tay Gowan might surprise, might shock everybody. Marco Wilson, the same way, but typically there's going to be a learning curve there, Paul. So I'm focusing on those three guys in particular. And it makes sense, absolutely. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury did share they consider Marco Wilson an inside or outside guy. He could go inside on the slot. He could go press man outside. As Drew Grigson said, the same thing. Tay Gowan, more of an outside corner. And you remember, Wolf, last week on the Big Red Rage, we asked all-pro safety Buda Baker about the two young corners. Definitely excited to see what those guys can do. Uh, first and foremost, we're going to see them on the field and, you know, help them out however we can. But for me, being a DB, being a safety, I'm definitely going to have to give them the calls, help them out, whatever they need help with. And um, have a lot of, we have a lot of faith in G Money, the corners coach over there. I'm excited to see what these guys can do. There you go, Buda Baker. And by the way, G Money was our guest recently on the Big Red Rage, Greg Williams, the cornerbacks coach. And we asked him about Marco Wilson, right, and, and what he needs the most, and here was the corners coach. 
as we watched him, we knew that he had talent. You know, he had he has a skill set, just like some of the other elite corners that went earlier in the draft. And uh, it's just a matter of getting consistent. And then we think that he has that in him. So we think the best ball is, is ahead of him. You know what I, I remember about Greg Williams in that conversation even more, Paulie, was when he said confidence was the key, right? The number one thing yep. that a corner needed, Paulie, was confidence. I... Can you imagine? I mean, there you are. You're out there on the island by yourself, Paul, and you're looking across the way, and that's DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, Paul, would you say DeAndre Hopkins is one of the best wide receivers in the National Football League? Yes. Ask the Buffalo Bills, Hale Murray. (laughs) That's right, Paul. I mean, honestly, Julio Jones, whatever it may be, can you imagine? You've got him in man cover, and maybe you know you're not going to get any safety help over the top on this play. Oh, baby. You better have more than a modicum of confidence if you want to be able to hold up in those situations. And when I think of rookie corners, I think they come in with a lot of swag, but how's that confidence going to be week four, week five, when they get burned from time to time? Well, he was a starter from day one as a true freshman at Florida going against SEC receivers. The only other corners to do that in Florida history, Joe Hayden, Janoris Jenkins and Marcus Roberson. Think about that. Uh, they could play. And then Tay Gowan. He likes to call himself Gowan Island. Well, you know what? I don't mind that because of the confidence factor Gotta you cited. Have it, Paulie. And Greg Williams said, you know what? He has the work ethic to back it up. Okay. Special thanks, Drew Grigson, our Jim Omohundro, Jeff Darge, Ron Wolfe, and Paul Calvisi. This has been the Big Red Rage presented by Santan Ford and Gilbert. been listening to the big red rage presented by santan ford in gilbert are you santan ford state farm talk to an agent today at 800 state farm and by arizona cardinals podcasts visit azcardinals.com slash podcasts this has been an exclusive presentation of the arizona cardinals football club